Happy President's Day, everybody. Happy President's Day. Happy President's Day. Yeah, that sounds like Jeff Goldblum is wishing you a happy President's Day. Who's your favorite president? Did you have a favorite president? Are you excited about President's Day? Who is, really? I mean, everybody kind of gets the day off, right? If you work, if you're a working class person, you get the day off. If you're me, you pretty much have every day off because you're an actor and you try to get work as much as you can. And you mostly don't work because at any given time, there's like 4% of actors are acting actively. Welcome to the show. This is the Aristotle Full Throttle Show. Five days a week, Monday through Friday, even on President's Day. Even on today. Watch out. We're going to get Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Specifically Pacific Standard Time. Welcome to the show. You're going to listen to me drink. It's going to be ASMR coffee drinking. So much coffee drinking. Get your coffee out if you're in the, I don't know, Hawaii. Because it's probably morning there, right? But if you're in the East Coast, it's 7 o'clock. If you're in in the East Coast, coast. I drink too fast, I'm going to choke to death. You know, uh, people say, you know, they're saying, yes, yes, they're saying, Jeff Goldblum, you know, people are saying uh, about, about uh, I forgot what I was going to say because I was trying to get into my Jeff Goldblum impression because I was working on a Ben Affleck impression. I was working on a Ben Affleck. Yeah, nobody does a Ben Affleck impression. So I said, I'm going to try it. And Ben Affleck, he talks. He's up here, right? He's up here. And he's talking about the kids. The kids, they don't. The kids, they don't know what's going on. The kids, they're crazy. They don't give a crap. But I'm in here in Hollywood. I'm in here in Hollywood. I'm doing this and that. I'm doing that. And you know what? It's crazy, wicked, crazy. And they know, you know what? The, the producers, they don't care. The producers, they don't know what's going on. You sit there. You try to work as hard as you can. I'm with Jennifer. I'm with Jennifer Lopez and everybody's going crazy and everything like that. But, you know, nobody really cares. It's my life. Anyway, I was listening to the Howard Stern interview with him from a couple months ago for last month. And uh, that's my impression of Ben Affleck's cadence. I hope you like it. If you don't like it, you can write in to your mom. Ah, it's Ben Affleck. I'm going to do the show as Ben Affleck. I'm doing the show right here. You know, you got this, you got that, you got you got sound effects, you got the, uh, the, the Discord. If you want to join the Discord, you can join the Discord. You can do crazy things, but you know what? Nobody's really watching. Nobody's, everybody's at home. They got their, they got their iPods. They got their podcasts they already listened to. They don't really care what's going on here at Aristotle Full Throttle. Hey, Ismael. Call me Ishmael. The winds was a ship that put to sea. The name of the ship was a belly of tea. The winds blew up her bow, the turn up below my belly boys blow. Soon may the weatherman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tongue is done, we'll take a leave and go. It's theater of the mind if you're listening to the podcast. I'd like to take this opportunity to remind you that you can listen to Aristotle Full Throttle as a podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts at. Okay? Just download it. Listen to it. It helps me. It helps pay for things. I get like one penny per listen. So listen to it. Today's subject, today what we're talking about is President's Day. What is is even a President's Day? I'll do this as Ben Affleck. 
Today's subject is there's been like 44 presidents. There's been like 45 presidents. There's been like 46 presidents. What do you do? Nobody knows about the presidents. Nobody knows how many presidents there are since you. Nobody knows who Ulysses S. Grant was. Nobody even knows. Uh, Martin Sheen in the West Wing. Martin Sheen in the West Wing. Favorite is your favorite movie president. Really cool. You know, he also played John F. Kennedy, Judy. So in a movie, you know. But TV counts. We'll count television. My favorite recent president is Meryl Streep in Don't Look Up. Let me do that as Ben Affleck. You got this movie. You got everybody. You got Leonardo DiCaprio. You got uh, Seth. Seth. Uh, Seth. The Seth Rogen isn't in that movie. <laughs> you got Leonardo DiCaprio. You got Meryl Streep. You got everybody in that movie. You got Mark Rylance and everybody. But nobody knows who's in that movie. It's got everybody. It's got pretty much everybody in Hollywood. Trust me, this is the way Ben Affleck talks. <laughs> I was doing this all during the interview that I was listening to, but West Wing. I I would like to watch. Jonah Hill, thank you. I don't know why I said Seth Rogen, because I associate the two of them, because Seth Rogen was supposed to play the Jonah Hill character in the movie Superbad, but Seth Rogen had aged out of the role. Since he had written the script, he said, I'm going to have Jonah Hill play the role, because he looks like a high school student. Maybe tomorrow we'll do favorite high school students. I'm covering my mouth. What do you guys think of the Ben Affleck impression? Would you like to let me know? Because I'm pretty proud of it. (laughs) I'm pretty proud of my Ben Affleck impression. I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm just going to keep doing my Ben Affleck impression. You got, we did Good Will Hunting. We did this movie. I did this movie. I got a blonde hair and a goatee. But nobody went and saw that movie. Everybody was staying home. You know, people got their iPads. They got their TVs at home. They don't want to go out. <laughs> it's, it's entertaining me. Okay? Jonah Hill was really hilarious enough. Uh, don't look up. Did I say up in the air? Don't look up. Don't look up was uh, got Meryl Streep's in it. And uh, Martin Sheen in the West Wing. I do like him. He seemed like a hopeful president. Basically loosely based on Bill Clinton at the time. I do like Aaron Sorkin. Actually recently, well recently, by recently I mean a few years ago, I went and saw the movie Molly's Game in the theater. And afterward, the director and writer, Aaron Sorkin, was there. It's the first movie that he ever wrote. Or, I mean directed. <laughs> he ever directed so uh it was actually i like that movie inside scoop uh the character that uh mumblecore guy mumblecore dude banana stand arrested development what's his name mumblecore guy the guy who does the mumblecore why can't i think of his name oh man i had it i had it i had it he's in it someone's gonna remind me in the, in the audience also uh, hello, Judy. You know, it's funny. I'm looking at the cast list. I Googled the cast list of Arrested Development because I'm trying to remember this guy's name. And he is not even on this entire list. They got Carl Weathers before they got the guy that I'm looking for. I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. I'm going to remember it spontaneously later. But literally, 
He is not anywhere to be seen. The one guy I'm looking for, this is the entire cast of Arrested Development, and he's a main character. He plays he plays Jason Bateman's son. <laughs> well, and I'm having a me- mental block. I'm having what they call presque vu. Presque vu is when you know something and everybody else knows it around you, but they can't seem to think of it. Michael Sarah, God darn it. Michael Sarah. Trying to talk about Michael Sarah here. Michael Sarah character in Molly's game. He plays a real b-hole of a character. Michael Sarah, thank you. He plays a real b-hole in that movie, but he's actually based on a character. He's based on Tobey Maguire. Inside baseball. Inside baseball. Judy. You're going to hear this. This is hilarious. Judy, this is now officially the fifth day in a row where I have heard tub thumping by everybody's favorite band. The, the what? I, this is the fifth day in a row. I believe it was like Thursday I heard it. Friday I heard it randomly. Because you know when you show up, it's a Saturday... I heard it. Son, yet just last night I was driving in the car and it came on, uh, it came on like serious radio. And I'm like, what? Chumba Wumba is following me everywhere I go. I, I, I was like, and when it came on, I was like, this is the fourth day in a row I've heard this song randomly. I was, I screamed it out. I exclaimed. And I'm going to say this word in the 18th, the 19th century sense. I ejaculated. Tub, tub thumping. That's a fun word. That's a fun word that we don't, that we do not use it like the way they used to use it. Not today, anyway. They used to say that. They'd be like, "Get out!" He ejaculated. Seems like it would be. Uh, it would just not be taken in the same context today. People would be like, ew. Ew, gross. But listen, that's how they used the word. Okay? English changes. English, the use of words changes. Get used to it. Get used to the fact that the only consistent thing, the only constant is constant change. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? I just tell you. It's funny. I find that a very funny word that you would read in like probably high school and be like, lat and giggle to yourself a little bit. I feel like my texts aren't going through. What's going on with these texts? Who's your favorite president in a movie? You got Morgan Freeman and Mimi Leader's Deep Impact. I wonder about the title of that movie. I think they were trying to have a real deep impact with that movie. Trying to get us to come all together, because you know what? At any moment, a meteor could destroy the Earth. But then Armageddon came around, and it's like the same time. It was the 90s, man. There was a disaster movie every five minutes, and they were all come out at the same time. They'd be like Dante's Peak and Volcano. Same same Twister and Hurricane. I don't know if there's a Hurricane movie. Then they had Armageddon. Armageddon. And Deep Impact came out at the same-ish time. Same summer, probably. One had Ben Affleck in it. Armageddon. 
He said he was going to send us into space. He said, you know, you guys are astronauts, but you got to, you guys are oil drillers, and we got to make you guys astronauts. And I just said, uh, why don't you just teach the astronauts to drill oil? They're already astronauts. Well, you know, it's probably really much easier to just teach these astronauts to, to drill oil. But Michael Bay, he said, you know, Michael Bay, he's, I didn't want to argue with him, you know, because he's like the guy, you know, he's making a lot of money. But I was like, Michael, come on. Everybody, write into the show. Tell me what you think of my Ben Affleck impression. <laughs> he's a hyper dude. He's way more hyper than you would think. He's a good filmmaker. People who give him crap, but he's good. He's a good filmmaker. He really is. Except for Argo. <laughs> I'm kidding. Argo was a good movie. I just didn't like it. I'll tell you why. Argo is a movie that only just generates suspense through clever editing. There's nothing about the movie that's suspenseful because the plot the plot of Argo is that there are American hostages in Iran and there's a guy who comes up with a plan to break those hostages free and the plan is to pretend to make a fake movie and go to Iran and say that he's making a movie and then like smuggle the hostages out of the country, right? So he's like... This is a crazy idea. This is a crazy idea. Nobody's going to go for it. Nobody's going to go for it. I got I got to go talk to the head of the the de- department. I got to go talk to the head of the, the film department to convince them to get me. Nobody's going to go. Nobody's going to want me to go. Uh so he goes up to Alan Alda, Alan Arkin, sorry. And he's like I got this crazy idea. And Alan Arkin basically at the end of the day is like, "Sure, go ahead." And he's like, "Now I got to go convince I got to go f- convince the uh, superiors at my at the FBI or the CIA. I gotta convince the superiors to do this. And then he's like, this is gonna be crazy. This is gonna be crazy. They're not gonna go for it. And then, and then listen, spoiler alert, they go, okay, yes, go ahead. And he's like, now I gotta go to Iran. What if I land in Iran and they catch me and they catch me at the gate and they say that I can't get through the gate? What's gonna happen? He gets to the gate. They're like, okay, yeah, go ahead. So the whole movie is like the idea that it could go wrong and it just goes right the whole time. None of the obstacles stop his plan for me an interesting movie is one where everything goes wrong every every time you make a plan and it goes wrong and you have to create a creative solution every time that that entire movie is just linear it won best picture argo did but it's a linear story where there's if you cut out the anxiety that they have of maybe pitching the idea and landing. It just... Ben Affleck's character goes to Iran, gets the Americans, comes back to the United States. <laughs> the end! Spoiler. Oh, I need a new mic stand. This is a good time to, to, to say that you could subscribe for $4 a month, $3 a month, and that could help me buy a new mic stand. Thank you. You could also buy t-shirts. You can get a t-shirt. Aristotle Full Throttle. Go with the fro. Come hang out. Hang out every day, five days a week, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And just hear the nonsense pouring out of my fro. Come here back every day. You can come here every day. You can be, you know, have fun. You just do your own podcast. You do whatever you want. You hang out with Matt Damon. And you grow up you're on the show Voyage of the Mimi. It's a PBS show. Nope, nobody's watching the PBS. Nobody's... It's for PBS. The kids, they, they don't care about PBS. Anyway. 
listen to Ben Affleck talk about things in a very passionate way and then kind of soberly, pun intended, uh, shoot his own ideas down. The Martian is the opposite. It's all the problems having to find new solutions. Yes, I love The Martian, Judy. Thank you for bringing that up. I love, love, love The Martian. It's one of my favorite movies because it's just hopeful. It's man versus nature. And it and a lot of things go wrong. Almost everything goes wrong and he has to find a creative solution. And it's great. It's really great. And everybody's working to bring him home. That, that was actually the tagline of the movie. Bring him home. I do like that movie a lot. I saw it two times in the theater. It's damn near three hours. Took my parents. I said, come on, watch The Martian. It's good. It's Ridley Scott's. It's Matt Damon. And it's also got uh, Boromir. And he doesn't die. But he does say something about the Lord of the Rings. And you're like, ha 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 ha
Enough is enough. I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday play. You know, Martin Sheen runs for president in the movie Deadpool. Deadpool, Dead Zone. Not Deadpool. That's, that'd be great. There's a movie called The Dead Zone from the 80s. It's got uh, our favorite Christopher Walken is in that movie. And uh, he doesn't run for president yet. He's like running for Congress in most of the movie. But Christopher Walken sees that he becomes president one day. He, this is a spoiler alert for The Dead Zone. Christopher Walken's character, the ice is going to break. He's, he's very aware of what's going to happen in the future. He's got superpower. He fell into a ditch. He went into a coma. He came out of the coma. And he's like, I can see the future. I can see the future. I can tell that your son, do you, do you want to know who I am? You don't know who I am. What does he say? You want to kill your own son? It's a good movie. Uh, am I right, Ange? Hey, baby. I can destroy everything. But I'm not. What? But I can, baby. Shut up and give us your money. Am I right, Ange? Christopher Walken's character could see that Martin Sheen's character is going to run for president eventually and become president and then nuke the world. So what do you do in that scenario? If you're Christopher Walken, you try to murder him. You try to murder Martin Sheen because he's going to become president. He's going to destroy the earth. He's going to be like Ant and try to destroy everything. I can destroy everything, but I'm not, but I can. See what I'm saying? It's a great scene in the movie. Martin Sheen gets shot. No, he doesn't get shot. Uh, but he gets... This is... I'm going to spoil the movie The Dead Zone because none of you are going to... Yeah, I, the, the Dead Zone is one of the greatest movies from the 80s. It's directed by David Cronenberg, one of the greatest directors of all time. You know, nobody's going to watch the movie. Nobody's going to see that movie. And if you're just tuning in, Ben Affleck is here. This is my Ben Affleck impression, and I'm going to make it happen. I just need to have a Ben Affleck face. I've got rid of all my characters. But I was listening to an interview with Ben Affleck the other day. And that's how he talks about everything. And he talks a lot. More than me. But in the movie, there's like an assassin, right? Well, I forget. I forget if Christopher Walken becomes the assassin. But there's a shot. Martin Sheen holds up a baby to protect himself. He's literally trying to block himself with a baby from getting shot. So the people are taking pictures of that. Pictures of that. And he just... And then... Christopher Walken grabs him and sees the future and he's like, oh, he's not going to become president now. And he goes like this, it's over. You finished. It's great. It's over. You finished. You really like the TV show? Yeah, I remember the TV show with uh, Anthony Michael Johnson Hall. I just threw in an extra name. You never know. It's a... Let us know in the comments what you think of my Ben Affleck impression. <laughs> I'm dating Jennifer Lopez. We're going out every night. We're hanging out. We're getting pictures of the paparazzi. Everything, you know. Hey, this this just ruined my life. That's better. Thank you. All right. I'm on a Ben Affleck impression kick. Nobody does an impression of Ben Affleck. I'm trying to make it happen. That is so fetch. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? Pretty good. Just give me something to talk about. 
You got holidays all year long. You got President's Day. You got Fourth of July. You got Christmas. You got Thanksgiving. <laughs> My microphone. My microphone's falling. Nobody cares about President's Day. Nobody cares about that day. <laughs> he's so funny. He's a funny guy because he's such a character in real life. He's hyper. He's very hyper. Uh, movie presidents. Dave. Did you guys see Dave? Harrison Harrison Ford as the president in uh, in Air Force One was pretty pretty darn good. You know he had done those two movies. He does he rarely does a sequel. Harrison Ford, except for those damn Star Wars movies that he's been in, the latest two. Harrison Ford's in five Star Wars movies. Five. That's too many. Harrison Ford. That's more. No, it's it's one less than Luke Skywalker. It's the same amount as Carrie Fisher, sadly. Harrison Ford is the president. He was in Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. And you know what? Ben Affleck also played Jack Ryan in uh, in Some of All Fears. I, you know, I just gotta, I play Jack Ryan. There's a series. It's a Tom Clancy series. There's whole novels. And, you know, the character becomes, he goes he goes all the way up to president. But he, I, never, I never wanted to continue that series. I never was going to become president. I'm going to say my special guest is Ben Affleck today on the on the podcast, so people tune in to the podcast. If you guys listen to this on the podcast, it's a flawless victory. It's going to be great. One day this podcast is going to be great. Anybody want to chat in the chat room? You could go if you subscribe, you get access to the Discord, and you could jump in the chat, and we could have a, a, a chat to chat, chat to chat, chat chat. You could pretend to be Matt Damon. I'm going to pretend to be Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Stop all the downloading. So good. Did we mention Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman. Yes, we did. We mentioned Morgan Freeman and Mimi Leaders. Deep impact. Deep impact. You know. I can't. I still can't do Morgan Freeman's. Maybe I should do Ben Affleck. His impression of Morgan Freeman. You know, I was president. I was president in Deep Impact. But nobody saw that movie. They saw Armageddon, the the movie that I'm in. (laughs) Armageddon it. Ben Affleck was in Armageddon, so. Who was the president in that? Michael Clark Duncan? I would buy it. I'm so sad that Michael Clark Duncan has left us. He was a, he was a, he was a character, man. He was cool. I don't understand why he was with uh, Amarosa, Omarosa. That's weird, right? Movie presidents. Oh, what about Tiny Lister? Zeus. And my favorite movie to hate, The Fifth Element. If you think that uh, The Fifth Element is a good movie, right into the show and tell me why, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. It's a bad movie. It's a terrible movie. I hate that movie. It annoys me. People are like, how could you hate The Fifth Element? I'm like, because it's terrible. It's a terrible movie. Sam Rockwell played president. Listen here, buddy. Listen here, chief. Come on now. Who plays president in that movie? What else? Oh, who else played the president? That actor, he's real good. 20 best 
movies about American presidents. According to whom? Bill Murray. That's cool. Bill Murray played president. Then uh, clearly that's my favorite president. Barry. 2016 Barry, the show. Oh, Barack Obama. Barack Obama, please. What about Tiny Listener? I told you. Tiny Listener. Dick. 1999. Oh, Sam Rockwell played George W. Bush in that. He was pretty good. <laughs> he was actually really good. I guess, who is your favorite depiction of a real American president? And who is your favorite fictional American president in those movies? Because it is President's Day today. We're celebrating the presidents for some reason. Did you guys like James Brolin as George W. Bush? Did you like... I liked Anthony Hopkins as John Quincy Adams in Amistad. He was really good in that. You know why? Because he's Anthony frickin' Hopkins, and he's always good. Guy's amazing. You know what he says? Every time he reads the script, he reads it 100 times. He says, well, when I first get the script, I read it 100 times. And I say, Clarice, did you hear the screaming of the lambs? Clarice? So creepy, right? Gives you the chills. Makes you want to vomit in your own mouth. Or someone else's. Frost Nixon. What's his name? Uh, Frank uh, Langella played Tricky Dick in that movie. He was also very good in that. Oh, I would be remiss if I did not mention Daniel Day-Lewis, the greatest actor of all time, playing none other than Lincoln. I got a story about the movie Lincoln. I saw it on Thanksgiving Day. Daniel Day-Lewis, of course, won the Oscar. For Lincoln. I saw that movie on Thanksgiving Day. Don't ever see a movie on Thanksgiving night. Don't ever see a movie because all you will hear is farting in the crowd. I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. We sat there, we like it was like one fart after it was like a fart fest. <laughs> Lincoln is forever associated with flatulence in my memory. <laughs> Bill Pullman and Independence Day. Yes, Ange. I'm glad you're, if you're just joining us, Ange. <laughs> I do. We did talk about Bill Pullman. He was great. He said, Today will not just be an American holiday. Today, <laughs> Bill Pullman will be the day we the earth was free that's <laughs> such a dub the aliens decided to pick the American Independence Day to invade because they saw everybody was partying on the top of the building in downtown Los Angeles I, every time I see that building I, I'm sorry I have to like pause every time that part of the song comes up because I instinctively am playing the song in my head um Automatically. Uh, every time I see that building in downtown, I think about it getting destroyed. It must be destroyed. Gotham, it must be destroyed. I think of that building getting destroyed. People dancing on the top. No, no, and do not be quiet. Please chime, chime in. Please chime in. Uh, I like when people talk. I like when people chat. Um, I do like when people pop into the chat and we have a discussion because you can do that if you subscribe on Twitch. You get access to the Discord, which means you could be you and I can have a a chat to chat, a chatty chitty chat, a, a chitty chitty bang bang, chat chat, chitty chitty chat chat. Today's been a crazy day. 
Abraham Lincoln. Vampire Hunter. Hasn't been the best of days. Found out some uh, bad news, but I would not share that bad news. It's not my bad news to share. Hey, Ant, how you doing? What's going on? I'm trying I'm to... Hiding in my house since carnival started, so... Oh, oh you got carnival? Oh, God, That's a yes. party. That's a sure. party on the streets. It's awful. What? Can't go anywhere. <laughs> you can't go anywhere? Can't go anywhere. Like, if you aren't participating in the parades, they block all parts of the city, and you can't go anywhere. Ooh. You need to be in the parade. Or watching. Or watching. Otherwise, you can't go anywhere in the city because they reroute the streets. Oh, wow. So in yeah. New Orleans, they have a carnival, right? And uh, when is, where is the Fat Tuesday coming up, right? I don't know how this um, works. Tell me about what? all the parties. <laughs> Sorry? I think March 1st is Mardi Gras. Oh, Mardi. I feel like Mardi Gras is all year round in New Orleans. And no, it right. starts in like, it starts months ahead and then it gets crazier the closer you get to Fat Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, wow. I remember I was in New Orleans the first time. It was in like February, but people were still partying. <laughs> like early February. Okay. <laughs> or it might even be even January. Yesterday with my mom. What's that? We had an ordeal yesterday with my mom because she works in the middle of all that, and I bring her to work. Yeah. And they blocked off like the major street that we take, and she had to w walk nine blocks to work. Oh no! And heels. Damn parades. <laughs> she should have hitched a ride on a float. But it was, it was going the opposite direction of what she was going. She was so. Oh mad. no. <laughs> She could have hopped along. Yo, that's a that's a pain in the neck. Damn people partying, having a good time. You gotta go to work. How dare they? How dare those mm -hmm. tourists? Because nobody from here goes to Mardi Gras. Yeah, they're over it. That's like yeah. That's like in New York. Nobody. I don't know. I never went to the Thanksgiving Day Parade, but everybody, you know, when I would go visit New York, so people would be like, "Did you go to the Thanksgiving Day Parade?" I'm like, hell no. Why would I go no. there? It seems crazy. <laughs> no. Watch it on TV. Why would I go to Central Park West, wherever they come down, or whatever it's Avenue of the Stars, I think, Sixth Avenue? I'm like, why would I do that? And I used to march in the parades in high school, so I am done. Oh yeah, what did you play? Did you were drum majorette? I don't know. Did they still um, say drum majorette? No, it was for ROTC. ROTC. So you was yeah. wearing, you was wearing camouflage so nobody could see you like John Cena. Air Force, I was wearing navy blue. Oh, you were wearing navy blue? Yeah, That's I was cool. in the Air Force RTC. Oh, oh nice! Nice. So you got up at 4 a.m. every day. It's, it's like calisthenics. Uh, no, we did it in the middle of the day. And then there was a time when they shipped us to, I think it was Mississippi, to train like actual Air Force uh, airmen. Mm. Exhausting. That sounds exhausting. It sounds like I'd rather funny. stay in bed. But you know, we used to march in the ROTC. Hey, Will, what's up, Will? Let's see Will's intro. 
You got, got the touch. touch. Is this Is will? This will. You got the Always interesting hearing fellow contrarians talk about explaining being contrary to non-contrarians. Yes, that is a contrarian's job, turns out. Or is it, really, though? You know what, I gotta say, uh, that's cool that you got to march in the carnival parade. Yeah, okay. Now, where does it go down? Bourbons? Oh, there's more than one. There's like a hundred... Uh, different parades, maybe fifty. Mm. I think there's fifty. Really? Yeah. Wow. They start depending on when Mardi Gras falls. They start in late January all the way to Mardi Gras. So if Mardi Gras in February, they'll start in early January. If Mardi Gras in March, they'll start in late January. Mm. And you have like a set of. Uh, Parades in different parishes or counties. Now all, I gotta ask, every day, all day until. That's because they like to party. You ever hear that in a Hannibal Burris bit about forming a parade in Norris? It's great. He talks about how he was like, I'm just trying to trying to get a parade. Uh, he's like, I'm trying to drink at the street or something. He's got. He's like, if you walk down the street and there's like three or four of you, that's a parade. And, and, the, he, and, and uh, the cops say that you could register your parade. And he's like, you got to go down there to register your parade. And then you could have a parade and walk down the street and have a drink and a good time. Uh, it's pretty basically. funny. Bit. He's, not, he's not exaggerating, basically. That sounds fun. I got to ask you a question about how this they calculate when Mardi Gras is. Because I know, for some reason, the uh, Easter is bizarre. East, do you guys know how Easter is calculated? Because it's never the same. I mean, each year, it's, it's never the same two years in a row. But Easter can be, let's see, Easter, I'm going to look it up. How Easter is calculated. The simple standard definition of Easter is that it is. Now, get this. Tell me this ain't voodoo. The first Sunday after the full moon that occurs on or after the spring equinox. The full moon falls on a Sunday, and then Easter is the next Sunday. What are we doing here? Moonfall. What are we doing? How are we calculating these things? We're using, like, astronomy. We're trying That's to how like, Mardi Gras determined after, like, Easter. So, like, it's the first Tuesday after the second sun, uh, moonfall, and the groundhog got to see a shadow and tap dance on a roof. And uh, if the rat eats the, the cherry, then uh, we know that spring is coming. But if he eats the orange, then uh, the, the sun is going to explode. I think that's how they do it, right? <laughs> I can feel the side eye, Ange. <laughs> I can feel it. I mean, that's basically, and that's basically how Mardi Gras determined it's, it's like 40-something days before Easter, so... Whenever Easter falls, it's Mardi Gras falls right in front of it. Mardi Gras. Well, now you've gone to Mardi, Mardi Gras, right? A couple of times in my life, yeah. Now, is it just bananas? Because I've never been there for Mardi Gras proper. I've been there like a Mardi Gras adjacent, right before or right after, where people starting to wind up and widen down. But uh, 
what's going on is just like it's just nuts with right? the actual like, day or yeah. the whole the week or so whatever. that's Mardi Gras is pretty much the the really fancy uh, parades the really fancy clubs like Endymion and Rex Zoo it's basically just the, the more older uh floats that pass and they pass like through the main streets of mm. like New Orleans like around the French Quarter and stuff got you yeah and well, I think that Mardi Gras starts at 8 in the morning I think and it's all day that's all well get the people are getting their what do they call those hand grenades and their hurricanes all those those both of those yeah I remember that I remember um, I'm not, I never really uh, had alcohol before in my life when I first went there, <laughs> and then I, okay. I got I, I got a hurricane or whatever they call that tornado. I got one of them, and it's I a remember hurricane. a hurricane. I remember the first top half of it, bottom half of it, because it sneaks up on you because it's so fruity. <laughs> it's so fruity and delicious. It tastes like a Slurpee, but a good one. And you don't notice that you're like you know completely space until the next day yeah I went on a vampire tour to see where the vampires live you ever seen a vampire yeah they're from here they're from here I know that that's crazy what like now I wonder about these vampires because I've encountered some vampires in my life I call them like emotional vampires people who just kind of bring you down to try to bring you down to like bring you down to their depressed not depressed level depression is a different thing there are people who just love misery eating off your energy yeah they're like oh you're you're a positive person let me let me get you to be my cheerleader yeah it's crazy Easter is the first Sunday but you saw actual vampires drinking blood you saw Blade you know, the actual Anne Rice style vampire. Oh. Especially like after she died Cruise. and after her funeral, like around her funeral, it got a little. Got a little spooky. Yeah. There's like people. Weird, not like, spooky. They got white it's skin like, and. Do they have fangs? Like, get out of the street. <laughs> What's that? It's like, get out of the street. It's raining. I understand yeah. this is her funeral, but you're in the street. You're in my way. The light is great. Right. <laughs> Maybe, but if you tried to run over the vampire, nothing would happen, though, right? No, it probably would. He probably just would have got back up. Yeah, they're scary. Some of these people. Uh, fertility rights. We catch up on some of these. Uh, Easter is the first Sunday after the first full moon in spring. Now, Judella nineteen. Does that sound? How does that not sound superstitious or uh, fertility festival? Yeah, Catholic is just weird. I don't know about... Catholicism is ridiculous. Let me just bash Catholicism for 30 seconds. They sit there and say that uh, animism, any kind of trinket worship, any kind of idol worship, is forbidden in the Catholic religion. Meanwhile, they're rubbing magic beads, throwing magic water, burying magic little... uh, saints in their yard upside down to ward off evil spirits 
they're taking sage and, and swinging it into the corners of the place to get rid of demons. And Catholics are all like, we do not, we, it's against our religion for idol worship and superstition. Superstition is against Catholic religion, yet it's the most superstitious religion I've ever seen. I don't like it. It's hypocritical. That's the word. Yeah. Super hypocritical. It's nuts, right? They sit there and go, you're not allowed to do anything superstitious, yet uh, we're going to rub these or magic beams and splash magical water on you. Isiswell says, drinks that turn you into the Paul Wall still still tipping filter. I haven't <laughs> seen that Paul Wall still tipping uh, yeah. filter, but I imagine it's got grills. <laughs> That dude's got grills, man. You know what I'm talking about? Ish? I know you're not a man. Yeah. I say man in the general sense. It's like, it's like, he's got those teeth. What's going on with his teeth? Oh, they are? Yeah, he sells them. He has like a, a couple of jewelry shops in Texas. And he, you know, stopped rapping and started selling his grills. That's what he does. I was just going to say, answer me this. What does Paul Walt do? I don't know. Sells grills. He has like a few jewelry stores. All I remember of Paul Wall is him being in every magazine when there were magazines with just showing off his grills and pointing at the camera. And I was like, who is this guy? And they, and he was they, a they rapper like, and pointing a fairly decent one. Tell me what he rapped. Say one rap. Say spit one line. That's Paul Wall. It's Paul Wall, baby. That sounds like DJ Khaled. Another one. That's all TJ Khaled does. Another one. Oh, he is? Yes, he is. Another one. You know who else is DJ Khaled? Another one. That's crazy. His mom really has a shop, a hair shop, not far from where I grew up. Interesting. Well, you know. Paul Wall has he hit the wall? That's the question with his career. In 2007, yeah. Yeah. The last time I heard anything from him. I don't know. You ever see uh, what's his name, Lil Wayne with his teeth? He's got all those grills. Lil Wayne had a grill since he was about 16, and then he, but he had a real one. And I'm pretty yeah. sure it rotted his teeth out, so he had to get all new teeth. Ladies and gentlemen, just think of your dental bill before you get grills, okay? I know you want to have some diamonds. Why don't you plan on being an international selling rapper and you can just get all new teeth? True. Just get new teeth. I had my skull replaced. Um... <laughs> I like Lil Wayne. If you get the chance, check out uh, Emmanuel Acho talking to Lil Wayne. It's a really powerful discussion they have, actually. On, uh, just Google, just YouTube it. It's really powerful. Lil Wayne literally attempted suicide when he was like 12. Shot himself yeah. in the chest. It's insane. I claimed so he, it was an accident for like years. Like, okay. No, but he did it deliberately because he felt very low self-worth. And if there's anything that we're going to learn today is uh, self-worth, I think. Even though we talked about presidents, 
we got to talk about listen you got to be uh you got to you got to know that everybody on earth is worthy of, of worthy of love except unless you're a jerk <laughs> on purpose but you don't have to take my word for it And knowing is half the battle. Who's your favorite president? Uh, after Bill Pulliam, it might be Jack Nicholson in Mars Attacks. Oh yeah, he was good. He just did not have it together. It just escalated so quick in Mars Attacks. I love Jack Nicholson because he's just always Jack Nicholson. He's always gonna be like this. And like it's, you hire it's like, him to be him himself, like Al Pacino. You know what you, who you hire, and when you want to hire. Yeah, the thing about that is, I feel like there are different types of actors, and he is gonna always be Jack Nicholson, but you'll always believe him. So that's kind of the thing. It's like I'll always believe that he is who he is in the movie, but he's always gonna be Jack Nicholson. And I don't know if he's he's never tried to act like anyone else other than himself. Um, but then you've got other people who are the opposite, like Sam Rockwell, who played George W. in the movie Dick. And Sam Rockwell, he just completely changes his whole demeanor and who the heck he... Like, it's, he's almost... He's unrecognizable. He's real good. He made me hate him for a good decade after Green Mile. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't mean, watch was, him in anything after I saw that movie. What about when he was teen, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> I, I really literally didn't watch him in anything until Hitchhiker's Guide and it made me start it like, okay, let me give him a chance because Hitchhiker's Guide was pretty funny. Yeah, he's good. I like him. I like Sam Rockwell. just ruined him for me. He was just awful in there. As a per- so I mean, not as an actor. His, his character was so good, it just made me uncomfortable. That's the thing. It's like, it, if you hate the character... That means they did a good job. <laughs> if you yeah. hate a character, you're supposed to hate. But I, I feel you on that because I hated Mark Harmon for like a decade. Mark Harmon was, he played Ted Bundy in a movie that I saw when I was very young. Oh, and I was like, I hate that guy. I hate him so much. And every time I saw him, I hated him because he just, he left that impression. But you know, he's Mark Harmon. He seems Mark Harmon-less. He's Mark Harmless. Um, <laughs> let me get you on that. <laughs> game over man it's game over oh wow yeah Mark Harmless is a he's been that character on NCIS he's been that same character even when it was JAG so NCIS is a spinoff of JAG from like 1996 or 4 or something like that so Mark Harmon has played that same character since 1995-ish which is crazy, because that's almost 30 years that he's played with that same character, um, which is crazy. That's just crazy. Did we, because uh, I'm thinking, did we mention Leslie Nielsen in Airplane? Oh! He played the president? Yeah, in Airplane. I thought he played a doctor. Did he? Leslie Nielsen? Did he play? I th- which I airplane? Really no, I'm thinking of scary movie. I'm thinking of scary movie. Oh, he was the president in Scary Movie? My, Leslie my Nielsen. Bad. Leslie Nielsen, he was great. 
I, I liked him so much because he didn't care about being stupid all of the time. And I, myself, love being stupid all of the time. That is one of my favorite things to be. Stupid. But, you know, but like Mark Harmless, I don't want to hurt nobody. Uh, okay, so I'm looking at my movies, like I'm in my little movie cabinet. What about uh, Lloyd Bridges and Hot Shots 1 and 2? Oh, yes. That's a, that's good. That's good. Did he play the president or the... Wait, hold on. Lloyd, he was oh, yeah, in yeah. Hot Shots 1. I think he was like a general. And then Hot Shots 2, he was basically George Bush Sr. <laughs> I loved Hot Shots, those movies. It was, those were, again, the Abrams I think Abrams broke off with the Zucker brothers to make the Hot Shots movies, or was it Jerry Zucker? I forget. I think Jerry Zucker went on to make. The, he went on. He went on to make Ghost, which is a great movie. Jerry Zucker made that movie, and then Abrams made the Hot Shots movies. I think because the airplane movies and all that was Zucker, Abrams, Zucker, three directors. Crazy. Yeah, I'm looking at the back. Uh, Abrams made Hot Shots. Abrams. He's good. I'm looking at presidents. You got Michael Douglas played president. Uh, Gene Hackman played a president one time. What's Gene? Gene Hackman is still out there. He's still alive. Oscar winner Gene Hackman from the, the French Connection. We I think love him. because his wife is 18 years old. Gene Hackman's wife is 18 years old? No, I think she's like really, really young. So that's oh, what's wow. keeping him alive. Yeah, keep it keeps you. <laughs> they keep you young. Um, the kids, they keep you young. Well, that's a that's so young compared to him. If he's what ninety, yeah. he's got to be ninety. And she's like sixty or something. Interesting. Well, yeah, that's a big That's like Dennis Quaid. I see that he played the president. Oh, I think his wife is like. Yeah, she's uh, she's a lot younger than he is. I met Dennis Quaid. He was uh, between me and you. He smoked, and in between smoking, he vapes. Okay, he doesn't want his lungs. He just doesn't want them. Yeah, he just keeps. He don't want no lungs anymore. Cause I, I was, cause I'm in that commercial with him, and uh, he was nice. He's on the money. He was uh, very professional, but he was very smoked. And then between smoking, he vaped. <laughs> it was the guy likes nicotine. What can I say? I don't think that's a secret. I don't think I'm divulging anything new. Hey, oh, what about the Olympus has fallen? Right? Was it Jimmy Fox's White House down? Who was the president? Judy. Olympus has fallen. Uh, Judy. No, Judy was telling. Judy told me before. I was like, who the president? And then Gary Sinise. How come we ain't seen Gary Sinise lately? He's a good bass player, he, you know. He played a really good not Gary Sinise, uh oh god, what's his name? That played Kennedy in a little TV movie. Uh Sick Van Dyke's wife is forty six years younger than him. I think she means Dick Van Dyke because it's probably autocorrect. Autocorrect. What's up autocorrect? Like, it's like uh Patrick Stewart's wife, she's like forty. Yeah. Well, you know, he just put it keep him alive for us. Let's keep him alive. Yeah, I found that age and maturity are mutually exclusive. <laughs> uh, 
not mutually exclusive or aren't mutual. What I'm trying to say is that that I've met people who are young and are wise and people who are old and stupid. This is what I've noticed. <laughs> I've definitely noticed this in life. And I find it uh, I find it fascinating. Fascinating. I need to get a sound bite of that. Fascinating. What do you think of that, Ange? I, I believe it. Because I'm pretty sure uh, Patrick Stewart's wife is more mature than he is. Yeah. There's people that just are not... I don't know. There's people... Right, I think it, That's it, his name. Okay. Who? Kevin? Kevin Spacey? I'm trying to think of Greg Kinnear when uh, the oh, yeah. the Kennedy's TV series came on a couple of years ago, oh, right. and I was just he, like invested in that. He did so well. He played Kennedy, huh? Yeah, he played John, and Barry Pepper played uh, Robert. He played. Era, he played John Kennedy, and you know who else is from Boston? You got you got all these different presidents playing different presidents, you know. And hey, listen, you got uh, you got Greg Kinnear playing the president. He's from Boston, and me and uh, Matt Damon we're from Boston. And you know what? We've never played the president. We don't want to play president. President's just a big role. We can't do that. Sorry, I got to go into my Ben Affleck impression to wrap things up. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and just like you do, you. <laughs> you listen. I'm gonna. I'm going to be Ben Affleck. That's what I'm going to do. Um, he's my second does. favorite Batman, so, I mean. He's pretty good. He's I like pretty good it. Batman. Remember the outrage? The I abject do. outrage? People were like, I Batfleck? Do. I don't want no Batfleck. Batman. Ben, like, everybody hated the idea. I was outraged for 30 seconds, and then I remembered he played uh, George Daredevil. Reeves in the in the oh, TV yeah. movie, and like, well, he did really good in there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's gonna be fine. And then I was like, oh, he's gonna be fine. And he was. He was great. He was good. He was really good, Batman. And people just were so mad about it. <laughs> he was a very, he was very much a cartoon version of Batman, like because Zack Snyder, your favorite director of all times, he uh, he's not, but okay. <laughs> he's very, you know, kind of taken things from the page taking things from the animation taking things to uh uh like so, sort of this um hyper realistic level so ben affleck really did match that vibe of batman for sure batfleck we had batfleck you know you got aquaman you got wonder woman you got the flash and you got me as batman i'm gonna play batman i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a good bruce wayne okay wait what was it superman was a beacon superman. of hope <laughs> Yeah. Trying to control yeah. the Boston. If there's only 1% chance, we have to take it as an absolute certainty. We got to take it as an absolute certainty. He tries to control his Boston. Yeah. It's true. He's got to have a Gotham accent, which should be a Chicago accent, I guess. I find it funny that I find Ben Affleck hilarious. Affleck's played Reeves in Hollywood Land. And had some Oscar buzz. You know, he was talking about that the other day. I was listening to the interview from Howard Stern from a month ago or so. And it was really, this is why I, I adopted a Ben Affleck impression. Because he just is, he's got a cadence. There's a cadence to him. And he's like, 
I did Argo, you know, the Oscar buzz. Everybody was like, it's coming down. You're going to get nominated. You're going to get nominated. You're going to be best director. You're going to be the, you know, it's going to be best picture. You're going to be the best. We had, we had editor. We had writer. We had everything. You know, they didn't nominate me. They, they was, the, talk you know, really they skipped fast, Big Boston accent, Ben Affleck. <laughs> it's really, it's really hilarious to me because he's, it, he was very, very engaging. I was like so like on the edge of my seat the whole time. I was like, what is he going to say? He just kept talking and talking. Howard Stern was was mute that entire two or three hours. Howard Stern didn't say a thing, basically. And, uh, you know, Ben Affleck had his own show. Days that it was a, he he was a fascinating guy. Ready. He was very open and honest because he was like, I wanted it. I wanted it. I wanted to get that nomination. What am I going to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> and... And uh, I felt for him. I felt for Ben Affleck because he, you know, he, his movies are good. Our goal are good. His movies. I are think good. people really slept on Live by Night and The Accountant because I watch those every time they come on TV. I remember The Born Accountant. That was pretty good. I actually did an, uh, a review of The Accountant, so you guys can check out on my channel. Which I oh, that one is a particularly proud of review because it's, it's particularly stupid. Uh, you guys, you know, you can go back through my channel and check out all my old reviews for movies. Because there's other stuff. I did other stuff. Not just live streaming every day, five days a week, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where you could listen to the show. You could listen to me to talk to Ange. Ange Analita is chatting with us today about New Orleans, about Mardi Gras, about Carnival, about so, when the heck so is hard. Easter. So ben I'm just so over Mardi Gras every year. I'm just so over it. I can't You're go over. anyway. Yeah. That's that's like lockdown. Lockdown Mardi Gras. It's like lockdown well, and then you get rerouted. And if you get trapped where a parade is, you're trapped for hours in your car. Oh, that sounds like misery. That sounds like what they did in Canada a couple months ago. That literally like, happened to me two weeks ago. I got trapped at a second line and I'm like well let me just get out and watch the second line I guess oh uh, well let me just get out and have a party car was in the middle of the street I'm like alright let me just lock my doors and hey y'all barbecuing cool yeah. no I don't let want anything thank you let me get let me get some ribs maybe so maybe a, can I get a spiral it's what? it's 345 and you're drinking okay good luck yeah. driving back alright I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a hand grenade Oh, that police wants a beer? Okay, we'll, we'll hand that NOPD officer a beer. Here, just pass it down. Yes, officer. Yes, him. Yeah, yes, officer. Here, you can have a sip. But you know, oh, no, you no, 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 no. Not NOPD. No, no, not not a sip. Not a sip? They take a chug? The they, NOPD, they, they like? About three, four of them. Dang. You know, it's a tough job, I suppose. They gotta take the edge off. They're like, if I'm gonna get shot... I want to numb myself a little bit. Uh, and then the I ones imagine, on the horse are even worse. Well, I imagine there's... Is there a lot of violence that goes on down during Mardi Gras? Not really. No, not really. Everybody's too drunk to be violent. They're having a good time. They're hanging out. I just rather them get out the street while the cars are coming. It's like, can you not have a conversation in the middle of the street? Right. The parade's on the other side of the street. Go that way. I'm definitely guilty of walking down the middle of the street when I was in New Orleans. <laughs> For sure. You know what I liked about New Orleans? Is the music 
is constant. It's everywhere and it's constant. Everywhere. Live music. On every corner, everywhere. Yep. It was like and a fader. A it was like a fader. I would walk down the street and you'd hear like... And then like, you just start walking and then the music changes. It's like one fades out and the other one fades in. I like. He's not exaggerating, guys. He's really not exaggerating. It's like on every other block and it's different. It's every cool. other block. There's always a brass band on some block. Mm. And that was one thing I noticed because I always notice the music wherever I go, the sounds of what I'm listening to. And... uh it's like relegated to one section of New Orleans, which is the French Quarter, but every other block there is literally a band. Yeah, I dug it. I was into it. I like how ragtime music and all that, how it sounds, because it's like basically dependent on the humidity. <laughs> I know I talked about this on the show, but I remember watching like one of the Marcellus guys talking about how Probably the humidity, Bradford. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, he was probably talking about it because he's like an educator about music. And he was talking about how I love the way he's just so, he's so old school the way he talks. He's very jazz. He's, he's always got a jazz. It sounds like everybody's uncle that's from here. <laughs> yeah. I'm Brad from my sauce. I'm everybody's uncle. And I play the trumpet. <laughs> he's he's so good. I, talk, I learned a lot about music just watching him talk. I, I truly did. He had like maybe like a PBS thing. I just, he's just so engaging and he makes music exciting to learn. So if you ever get a chance to see him talking about music, definitely take it. And he was talking about how like the, the instruments in the atmosphere, there's a very humid. So the brass instruments, they go out of tune. And uh, that's how they, they actually harness the going out of tune of the instruments as part of the musical style. So when it's like, like you hear the music sliding in and out of tune and it's actually really cool. Uh, it becomes really good. Up. If you're like talented enough, it's, it's really good. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like everybody I heard was, you got to be like a different caliber of musician. Um, yeah, that definitely set of lungs too. <laughs> it was Winton. Yeah. Bradford, he plays a, he plays something else. Winton. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Business Will for keeping us on task. Uh, but when yeah, he's a, he's incre he's incredibly engaging with the way he talks about music. <laughs> um, Jeremy Ruffin's a, voice is yeah. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Ruffin, Kermit Ruffin, yeah, he's a trumpeter. Oh Kermit, oh yeah yeah yeah, he's a white guy with he a big that, beard. No, he's he's no? black and he has oh. well at least he had dreads, oh. and he has that raspy thick. New Orleans East accent. Why? Why does it? Everybody cool got to have like a raspy voice. I think that's what happens when you become cool. Your voice just gets raspier over time. Like once you're deemed cool, rasp. Here's the rasp. Just take it from me. I'm Batman. <laughs> oh, the Christian Bale Batman. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not wearing hockey pads. Okay, that was I'm a out. bold. That was a bold, bold choice. You know, after Batman Begins, he just had the regular voice. But then in Batman, I mean, in The Dark Knight, he, uh, Christian Bale made the choice that Batman got to disguise his voice also. <laughs> Which makes sense. Which is weird. It, it, I mean, it makes sense, but it also it doesn't because you could just put a voice changer in your suit. You're well, a billionaire. That's what, that's what Batfleck did. 
which I thought that Batman voice was dope when he had like the modulated modulated voice. That was. Or you cool. could whisper like Michael Keaton. Yeah, you could whisper. You gotta disguise your voice and not only your face, but yeah. But I liked Batfleck's voice because it was very, like, had a lot of bass and it was like synthesized. It was, and it was also harmony. It was harmonizing, yeah. So you hear him talk, and you're like, oh, that kind of gives you the chills, because he's supposed to scare the crap out of you, which is a very interesting part about Batman's role, is he's supposed to be scary. He uses fear as a weapon. Unless you're George Clooney. Don't fear the Reaper. Yeah, George Clooney uses uh, head wobbles. Just he, he just talks. He, he did not change his voice. He just came to work and just was there. There are people who take the superhero role not seriously and George Clooney George Clooney did not he did not he didn't take any he just said he took the paycheck but he did not take the role seriously and I'm thinking I'm one of 10 people that actually like Val Kimmer's Batman I I like it Val Kimmer did did a valiant effort as Batman playing in smoky clubs oh go ahead I'm sorry Notice, Will says playing in smoky clubs could be an explanation as to why people have a raspy voice. Probably. Probably he could be right. You may be right. I may be raspy. But there's certain bars still that I'll let you smoke inside, even though you're not supposed to. Oh, you're not supposed to? No, but there's certain bars. It's like, it's fine. I came back from a tour once, uh, and I got... So I was I was playing Twin Falls, Idaho, and they don't outlaw the smoking in the clubs there. So I was nearly dead at because I, I like to basically do calisthenics when I'm playing rocking out. And uh, I was I inhaled so much smoke through my nose and my mouth that I developed a severe sinus infection because I was like run down from the tour. I was like out for like two weeks just like Ugh, after the smoke. Yuck. Yeah, it was bad. I was, I was so sorry I, that it happened. Well, thanks. I, I was bummed too because I got back from tour and I just wanted to like chill or go out. And I was like, sick. The last two conversational castings were the worst movies Kilmer and Clooney. I don't blame them. Controversial castings. My bad. I, I think with them. Batman Forever, the problem was the energy level didn't match. Like, Val Kilmer was very chill as Batman, where Jim Carrey was Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was definitely Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was Robin Williams in that. <laughs> yes. Jim Carrey in the acting styles of Robin Williams. Yeah. And you had Michael Keaton. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> Just Come on. <laughs> I, li- I like that little Michael Keaton. I can't wait for Michael Keaton to come back as Batman in the Flash movies. You know, he's coming back in like more than two movies. Like, actually, as like three movies. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait though, cause you know why? Cause we're doing that now. That's what we're doing. We're de- we're making Sp- we're making Spider Man No Way Home with every Spider Man and everything. We're doing it now. It's okay. Let's just do it. It's multiverse. You can do a multiverse. It's fine. They're, they're both messing with the multiverse, so now they're just like anything goes, anything and everything goes. So just make it I'm, neat. I'm with it. You know, the funny thing is, uh. I was watching some behind the scenes about the uh, new Doctor Strange movie, and that movie is about to like knock the box open. It's going to be crazy. We're going to have mutants after that, I think. 
Because you know yes, why? Yes, because Professor we... X uh, voice was in the trailer, the Super Bowl trailer. Exactly. Professor X already. They've got Patrick Stewart's Professor X. And they said they might even bring Deadpool in. Which is cool because think about it this way. If Deadpool's got his little time machine multidimensional device that he's got, he can just be pretending to talk to whatever second universe, our universe. He could just be, that's who he's talking to all the time. He's literally talking to us through the universe changer or something. Maybe. I don't know. You don't have to explain it. I just think it's funny that Deadpool could We just see what happens when it comes out. We just see what happens. Yeah. We're going to see what happens. And I think it's going to be great because Sam Raimi is one of the greats. He's one of the great directors. And I don't think he's going to make a bad movie. I think he's going to make it way more interesting than the average Marvel movie because the dude's got like a very authorial look to his movies. And he's, you already saw it too. Remember when like, was that a version of Doctor Strange where he had like the evil dead face? I was like, that looks so Sam Raimi. I cannot wait. And then they were zooming into the, uh, Scarlet Witch's eye and everything. And I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what Sam Raimi has created in his own style. Uh, so excited like for Doctor Strange. From what if? Yes. Looks like that. that's going to be a different Rachel or, or whatever. I don't know. It's going to be Rachel McAdams. It's going to be a, across the universe. Just like, just like John Lennon said. Let me see if I can do that. Oh! Let me see. Yep. You guys remember that song? John Lennon, Across the Universe. It's off of the album. Uh, It's a good song. Into a paper cup. It's a good one. That was like half the album of the remember the get back section sessions. That was half the album was recorded and half the album was live, basically. And they did let it be. Xavier first allows for someone else to be uh, to have the power to mind wipe the worlds besides Wanda and Strange allows a lot of the retcon potential to introduce missing Marvel characters without rebooting them. Yes, Will, you know, there's the potential. Now, Ange, what do you think about this? There's a potential that there have been characters in the universe this whole time that none of the characters were aware of, so therefore we weren't aware of. So they were all fighting alongside of them the whole time. I heard this theory that now the mutants are going to be revealed because now they're not memory wiped. So all of the people who are actually actual mutants and not just enhanced, whatever, they're going to be revealed and, and that's going to create the mutant panic. So that brings the question, what about Wanda and, and um, her brother? Are they still going to be Magneto's kid? Nobody yeah. asked my question. <laughs> That's good. But remember when they said uh, in the show, in WandaVision, they were like, it was in you the whole time. We just unlocked it. So she is a mutant already. Because they used the, the Mind Stone to unlock her power. Not that she had 
been given the power of the Mind Stone, but she and her brother genetically had a mutation that allowed it. Or they didn't, they were then, very careful not to say mutation. But, and then bringing up uh, with his face to replace her brother as her brother. And then you go back to future past when he's like, oh, my, my mom knew a guy who could do that, control metal. So it's like, are we, are we going to acknowledge yeah. that? <laughs> Those X-Men movies are kind of, between the X-Men movies, it's kind of a mess, the continuity. But the movies are okay here and there. I did like Days of Future Past the best. But, you know, between the movies and the continuity, it was just like, what is going on? How are these movies connecting? Everything's going on. <laughs> yeah. The comics have ditched the Magneto parentage. Interesting. Also, is Juggernaut Magneto's brother? <laughs> or or uh, Xavier's brother? Or, or no. Yeah. I forget. Is he, he's Xavier's brother, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Juggernaut. I'm the Juggernaut! <laughs> and I mean, what's his face? Vince, what's his face? Kind of looks like Patrick Stewart. Mmm. We're going to see. We're going to see what happens. I'm just excited for the next few years of the movies. Yeah, I hope that the quality goes back up. I feel like they sort of leveled off. I didn't even bother watching Eternals yet. Is it good? I fell asleep in the movie. Okay. That tells me. Will had to wake me up. He poked me in the wrist. Like, oh, Yeah, basically. Yeah. I can destroy everything, but I'm not. But I can. So but they I'm could not, go with I that. Fell asleep. Yeah, you fell asleep. You said, I'm not going to even bother destroying this movie. I'm going to take a nap. It was really pretty. And that's what I remember. Like, wow, these shots are. <laughs> yeah. Juggernaut is the brother in law. All right, well. We did it. I think we did. We answered all the pertinent questions about the multiverse. Everything that uh, we ever needed to know. We know that everybody's worthy of love. Everybody's worthy of love. You too, Ange. Another one. So, DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled is also deserving Khaled. of love. <laughs> He's also. Another one. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Listen. If you're if you're uh, making it through each day, you're winning. Winning, you're winning. <laughs> I mean, that's all I got to say. Just stay safe. You know, you can be. You too can be president. So long as you were born in the United States at 35 years or older, you can be the president. I can officially be president. 36. <laughs> let's let's go, Ange 2024. Tomorrow, everybody, is Tuesday. Two, twenty-two, twenty-two. It's Tuesday. So Tuesday, two, twenty-two, twenty-two. Have fun, man. I don't know what to do. Will, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Reality Walker. What are you gonna do for two, twenty-two, twenty-two, Edge? I'm going to sleep in because I'm trapped because I can't go anywhere in this city. That's right. You're not gonna. <laughs> There's really nothing to do. It's all made make em ups. Humans have decided that days should be named and numbered for some reason. Keep track of them. But every day is a new day. Just like we learned from POD. Every day is a new day. Thank God for every breath I take. <laughs> you guys remember that? 
I met those guys one time back in the day. They were nice. I went to a party. I met them. They was all walking okay. around with their dreadlocks. They had major dreadlocks. I met Sonny. He was drinking beer, ladies and gentlemen. He was a Christian band, but he had a beer in his hand. <laughs> I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. Was I just outed him. I don't know. Maybe. No, I think it was oh. a Heineken. Maybe it was not an alcoholic Heineken. Who knows? I outed the guy from Sonny from POD. They were super nice, though. They were chill. Uh, and they all had dreadlocks. <laughs> well, he had, and, uh, and the black guy. <laughs> I call him the black guy. I don't know what his name is. But uh, I remember meeting Sonny, personally. Listen, I was in that era of rock bands. <laughs> they were new metal, so I was like post-new metal. And then now I'm going to be uh, back in a band soon, I think. Maybe it'll be a ragtime band. Who knows? You gotta come uh, down here and note, note your instrument a little bit. Yeah, that's true. I gotta bend it out of tune. My instruments are always out of tune anyway, so just ask. Every time I was playing like out of tune guitars last week, but uh, <laughs> I'm not even looking at the guitar. Oh, it's a riddle. We're gonna have for dinner. Let's see, my mom is cooking something with potatoes. Cause I smell potatoes. Oh, potatoes. I like potatoes. They, they really like, they absorb all the flavors and they're good for you. Unless you do it right. Unless you do it right, yeah. Put them in the mixer make... with a little bit of cream and they come out so perfect and fluffy. Ooh. I used to work with an uh, Irish lady from Ireland. You know, that's usually where Irish people are from. And she said, uh, I don't make potatoes unless I make them right. I don't make mashed potatoes unless I make, I, I can't really do it. So she was like, she she was so specific and, and never ate. She's like, I've never made ma box mashed potatoes. I've never made box mashed potatoes. I only make, so she would like, she would take three hours <laughs> and make real mashed potatoes. She'd boil up uh, like a whole thing of potatoes. We had to feed 16 people. And she would put all of them, the cream and the butter and the salt. It was amazing. It was amazing mashed potatoes. Real. Because, you know, Irish folks, that's 24% of my I've never had back mashed potatoes either. Yeah. Well, they're good, mm. yeah. Remember, that's what I grew up on was like those flakes. You just pour hot water in them and butter. Uh, my mom's half Irish, half Italian, basically. But uh, she's all boil everything. Spud's the most comfortable of comfort foods. Yeah, it's like one of the most basic foods that humans create and cultivate, for sure. Oh, Spudley's potatoes. There's a place down here called Mr. Potatoes where I swear the potatoes are about the size of a car steering wheel and they load them with any and everything. Mm. And it's delicious. I'll tell you what. I was in uh, Amsterdam and I was eating those Belgian fries. You know, and uh, they put a big thing of mayonnaise on the top of it. Oh, okay. And it was probably the greatest thing I ever tasted. I ever ate. The, the best French fries I've ever had, <laughs> even though they were Belgian fries there. They were like, come on now. These are from Belgium. And we're right, we're Belgium adjacent. So we did Netherlands. 
I do recommend Belgian fries. Schwa? That song was called Schwa. All right, everybody. Well, now it's the 45-minute outro. We're talking to Ange about Professor X and potatoes. The most important things. Ange, do you have anything that you want to let everybody know? Um, in the spirit of Mardi Gras, les bons temps roulés. Ooh, les bons temps roulés, she said, I think. Let the good time roll. Let the good time roll. Oh, that reminds me of a movie. You know, that that was Dennis Quaid says that in a movie. Let the good time roll. You know, that's what it's about. Good times. And I feel like that's all I want to bring you every day. Five days a week, five to four people at the same time. It's a good time. It's just a good time. Just hanging out, chatting about Spuds. Spuds McKenzie, even. You know, that, that little guy could ride a skateboard at Venice Beach. Ain't nothing to shake a stick at. He was a dog. Dude was a dog. He could, he could ride a skateboard. I can't even ride a skateboard. Can you ride a skateboard, Ange? I tried and I fell, so no. I'm so tall that I stand on one and I'm already falling off of it. I'm all, I like. That's literally what just, happened to me, and I'm not tall. It just shoots out from under my feet if I even try to stand on it. I don't even have the intuition to lean in whatever direction. I don't know how it works. I see people on skateboards all the awareness. time. And it's spatial awareness, it's, it's balance, it's all kinds of stuff. All I see on the streets here I'm kind of used to it by now but a lot of people's method of transportation in Los Angeles is skateboard is there several? I find it fascinating you get a lot of people on the skateboards and I'm just like how do you do it without dying Magic. I tried skating I used to be able to do uh, an ollie but I used to have to do go on the grass. <laughs> and, uh, it's a cushion globe. Yeah. In case I fell. Which was all the time. Speaking of ragtime. Well, hey, everybody. This is Will, Jadal19, everybody. And y'all are wonderful. Y'all are beautiful and worthy of love. And uh, it's, it's your birthday every day. Happy birthday! Just to ask 50 Cent. And I gotta update your intro. I already figured out what I'm, what I'm gonna do. You know, it's. You know, I'll give you a hint. It has something to do with 50 Cent. The other day, my friend was like, I don't know what. What was up with 50 Cent hanging upside down? And I was like, well, oh. we're talking about it now. So. Touche. <laughs> we're talking about the three... video when he first came out. His first video, he was upside down. Oh, that's the connection. Yeah, in the club when he first came out. And knowing is half the battle. Yeah, everybody. That's see, I didn't know that, but my friend was just like, "Why is he hanging out?" Saying, "What's up with this?" Three days later, I'm like, "Well, we're talking about it." Three days later, touche, Fifty Cent. Cheers to Fifty Cent. You guys give a shout out to Dre. You know what I learned about? Still Dre was written by Jay-Z, everybody. Did I just blow your mind? Check it out. It's really fascinating. Jay-Z wrote East Coast, wrote for the West Coast. 
Boom! Mind explodes. I think he like produced that too, the Super Bowl show. There's like a shot of uh, Jay Z like rapping along to Still Dre in the, the crowd or whatever. <laughs> so, He's protecting yeah. his investment. Yeah, I mean, that's a good song though. And he like, hey, Dre, if there's one thing he knows, it's talent. If that's one thing he knows is how to produce, is how to, is talent, is how to spot talent, it's how to, he knows what's good. And that's his superpower. It's legit his superpower. Dude's made like a billion dollars off of just knowing what's good. So, that's all I got to say about that. Have a wonderful night. And enjoy those potatoes. I'm going to enjoy this coffee. I should put this coffee down. It's 530, damn it. I won't be up all night. What am I, crazy? I'm going to play drums. All right. Good night, everybody. Love you. Bye.